Okay. Hey, guys. Welcome back for another episode of More to the Story. Why did your accent, where did that accent come from all of a sudden? No, there's no accent. You was like real hood for a second. As soon as you pressed record, you you changed. I changed. Y'all got to see the real I do co-switch a lot. They have seen the real me. She'll be back. Stay tuned. <laughs> she's never far away. <laughs> um, she's in the bathroom right now. Right. Um, I'm Farron Moore, and today I have a, a lovely co-host, Dion Lack. Oh, I'm lovely today. He's lovely today because the say, camera's rolling. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say, uh, <laughs> say sex symbol, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm lovely today. All right. Uh. Yeah, friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the things of like a, a guy trying to shoot his shot. It's like, yeah, you always been a friend to me. Ooh. Like, you my big brother. Burn. That's oh. how you say He's like, yeah, friend. You're not sexy, but you're a friend. friend. <laughs> you're real handsome. <laughs> you have a nice face. Hey, man, I don't want you to. Don't patronize you me. Have a nice don't patronize me. Unhand my. The left side of your beard is popping. <laughs> Just the left side. He said yeah. that was his good side. Yeah. <laughs> um, I listen. I'm a good friend. I yes. Listen. Hey, friend. <laughs> um, yes. So, uh, Dion Lack, yeah. tell us. You want to tell people who you? I'm Dion Lack. What are you talking about? Okay. Oh, you have an episode of Wording Is Harder. Did it come out or is it coming it's out? out? This is out. It's out. So oh, it came out. It. Yeah, go Wednesday. check it out. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I did not know we were doing Wording Is Harder. I thought it was <laughs> Wording Is Hard. Oh, and so was it harder the, than you expected? Yes. <laughs> I didn't know. You know, when Mission you, accomplished? When, when you, on your way to the podcast or the show, I tend to kind of like freshen up. Like, okay, what can I expect? I do my research. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is light work. I can do this. Now he said, welcome to Wording is Harder. I was like, harder? <laughs> <laughs> and they were just throwing all types of like, hey, cut the cameras. I'm not even playing no more. <laughs> right. I'm embarrassed by I, how I, stupid I, I feel right now. <laughs> I can't wait to do it. I'm excited. I want to do it. I did Wording is Hard. I haven't done Wording okay. is Harder. Ooh. And I want to do Wording is Harder. No. She's still gonna win. Did you win the first one? Of course, okay. it's me. Oh my god, I missed that episode, but I just assumed you won. So, have you done it yet? I have not, but I have made it known that I would like to participate. <sighs> it's coming. It's coming. People thought I was joking. I was dead ass serious. I was terrified. It was like, embarrassed. It was... Yeah, I I feel smart, but words are hard. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Especially um, English ones. Yeah. Right. right. English ones. <laughs> That's because we English sample from every stu- other language. Yes, we have like none nothing of our own is words. nothing is ours. See, um, the, the problem is my teachers had goals. They weren't they they didn't want to be teachers. Oh, they wanted to be actors. Oh, so they was kind of like, yeah, whatever, man, have fun. <laughs> just just do where it. did just you go it. to school? Just right, watch like, Finding Nemo. Man? Go Wait, ahead what? and watch. They were just kind of like, this was his senior fun. year in high school, and they're yeah. like, just watch Finding yeah. Nemo. And now when I got to college, it was like, okay, now what is the subject and the predicate? I'm like. What are those words? What is that? <laughs> what is a what is a pronoun in this? Curse the public school oh, system. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, you guys, you didn't the, introduce your other guest. Can you just stick you a pen you, in it, please? You said you guys. Can you wait? Hi, friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know she forgot. Uh, no, I honestly didn't. I had a whole intro okay. plan that you kind of steamrolled. Um, so. The uh, response, the feedback we've been getting from uh, just to hear and I, and I, um, 
just I, it still it still makes me pit out y'all just thinking about that we shared all that so publicly but the feedback because we're not alone and we want to share our experience with being in um a, a sexless marriage our that that whole situation so with that being said um we I decided to like add a third part to it which is why the beautiful Tiffany Ram is here she is a therapist and I wanted to bring someone to speak more professionally on the topic um for you and to help with some like common questions that you um that people who are experiencing that situation have so that is why we have Miss Tiffany Ram and tell us more about who you are <laughs> and what you do and all the things yes so uh yes I'm Tiffany Ram also on all social media platforms as Tiff Talk TV so you might recognize me from other things but I have a therapy practice called Gemini Wellness which actually specializes in creating a safe space to talk about mental health and sex and sexuality um, and create a safe space for that. And so that's why I'm here, because I not only treat anxiety, depression, life transitions, but sex and sexuality. And of course, sex within marriages and long term relationships is obviously a hot topic. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So um, thank you so much, you guys, for being here. No Was that off the top of the head or would you freestyle that? I mean, I said the same thing. Was that off the top of the head? or It is off the top of the head, but as a professional, obviously. You said that a lot. Like, I was like, that yeah. was, uh, you were flowing. I you like know. that. <laughs> that introduction? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Oh, nice. I have my own podcast. So you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shut the podcast out. Yeah. Prepared. She, she actually sounds like she does this all the time. Sounds. Me. <laughs> I That's sound like I just like started. Your sound, <laughs> I sound like I just started yesterday. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, y'all. So, um, the first part was the the ugly, and uh, where it started. What? Why'd you go to me? First part's the ugly. <laughs> you, you literally just like this the ugly. I feel like we need to touch on um, sensitivity and taking things personally. Like, sir, that was not about you. That was just a ham. I'm very movie I feel with a the hands. Projection coming from Dion. I'm an right? ugly friend. Right? That's what she's saying. So anyway, the first part, sorry, the first part. Was the ugly of the of the situation, kind of how it started and how we mishandled it. Um, the second part was how we decided to pivot and the um, some of the things we tried or talked about and everything and some decisions that we made to stick it out together. And so now we're going to talk to someone who probably in the realm of uh, someone we probably should have talked to when we were in the thick of it. <laughs> <laughs> so be better than us. Don't don't be us. Be better than us. Because, uh, yeah, we didn't. It, it probably lasted a whole lot longer than it should have <laughs> because we were like, I, I'm scared to share this. And what if this is, you know what, what it really was, though? We had had um, other friend couples, couple friends, couple friends. Married people, friends. Mm -hmm. What's a good way of saying that? So you're not friends that are married, right? Yeah, but there's so many words. It has yeah. to. I need one word. Will and Jada. Those are friends. Those are friends. Maybe not the best example. Right. Yes. Those are friends. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we had other friends who um, were married, and 
is like things got bad and then they were like, okay, let's do therapy. And it was like once therapy was started, they split. And it was like mm. we were not ready to even play chicken with a situation like that. Because right. we were like, we are going to stay together. Like <laughs> even when it got to the point of um in a way, we kind of just became roommates for a little while. Mm -hmm. Like, we were just bypassing each other and not really communicating, right. no affection. It was none of that. And so it was still like, should we talk to somebody? Do we need, like, a mediator? Do we, like, we right. need somebody to help us communicate? And But it was still like, ah, what if a bunch of feels come out and things just explode. So don't do it. Don't do it. But we pr we definitely fucking should have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. We Agreed. Definitely <laughs> should have. Hindsight's yeah. always twenty twenty. It's like, man, this lasted years longer than it needed to. Mm -hmm. So jumping in with some just common questions that I have found in uh, my research and stuff on the topic. Uh... Just want to see what what advice what you can give to people. And I know not putting all your business out there. <laughs> oh, you are now. Right, here we go. <laughs> I was ambushed. How so? <laughs> I, I, feel like the, that. I feel like I do that a lot to people. Huh? I did not know the topic. I told you before we started rolling what the topic was. Yes, I'm here now. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like, hey, yesterday. Sit, sit on the couch. <laughs> sit on the couch. No, I, I didn't tell you before today because I do like, I like people's genuine responses to what's happening. That's why I don't even tell to hear what we're talking about. Up. I like to just. I came wearing up. basketball shorts. She said, no, we're playing football today. I'm like, oh, I. I was stretching the to, to dunk today. <laughs> you come on, let's let's throw some touchdowns. You, you just assumed. I said we playing ball. You didn't ask enough questions. <laughs> you didn't ask enough questions. That's your fault. Clarifying questions, mm -hmm. very important. But you knew. That's what you knew, right? You knew I was here. I literally only knew that I was talking about something related to sexless, mm -hmm. sexless marriages, but mm -hmm. the rest is see? Pandora's box. Really. See? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> see what I'm saying? See what I'm saying, Cam? Keep going. Well, at least I'm consistent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we in here now? <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. I'm nothing here. if not consistent. Okay. So, what is, on average, like, what classifies as a sexless marriage? Like, is there a, an amount? Uh, I don't know. But you get the question, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, research-wise, like, when you're reading studies, like, in, in the clinical sense, sexless marriage is anytime sex is happening once or less a month or less than 10 times a year. Okay, so less than yes. ten times a year is mm -hmm. wow. Yes, and so when you look at the research and you see the statistics, that's kind of like the marker they're using for sexless marriage, like less than once a month or less than ten times a year. So, is there like a common denominator or just like something, something there that is the root cause of it that people can't seem to to work around or? Well, you and Tahir mentioned it in, like, episode 54 a little bit. And mm -hmm. the most so common, like, there is a trigger. There's usually a trigger for one or both people. So it can be, you know, life transition, job loss is a huge one, um, major weight loss or weight gain, a medical condition or a medical procedure. So um, I know uh, one of my favorite authors has a book called Finding Erotica, which is about a man, like, overcoming, um, I think it's prostate cancer. And as a result, like, all these you know, 
issues around confidence and performing and all of that. And so there's usually a trigger or multiple triggers that Mm -hmm. lead to an extended period of sex and then not knowing how to restart. So then what happens is like once you've had this once or twice issue, now we're embarrassed and now it's kind of like self-fulfilling prophecy. Now we're scared. We won't talk about it. And now we don't know how to restart. Mm-hmm. So like the months turn to years and now we have a situation. And it's so crazy because if you're already like with this person, you're sharing an entire life with this person and to have something that stops you from talking about like it just it seems so far-fetched and it seemed like what how did I even get here I say openly that oh I tell him everything we talk about everything but it was like this one thing Mm -hmm. that it's like we can't really communicate on Mm -hmm. so it was just like super Mm -hmm. super frustrating and embarrassing Mm because to not be able to to talk about that um, it was a good openly. episode, really good episode. I watched it. You did? Oh, mm-hmm. thanks, you guys. I did too, and I was so proud. That's why yeah. I posted it. I was just <laughs> like, you guys were very vulnerable in a way that most people would never be. Mm-hmm. Um, even your experience and how you described it is so very common, right? Like the the element of well, everything else seems perfect, mm-hmm. right? Like we do love each other. We we do like we are friends. We communicate about finances and parenting, like everything else except this one thing where like literally the outside world wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. a few people in my life right now as like associates in my life and some clients where that's the case. People would be flabbergasted if they ever found out like you weren't having sex. They mm-hmm. would just assume like even right. PDA in public, but at home it's like a whole nother story. Mm-hmm. Right. So your guys' story isn't actually like like yeah. you know, uh, you're not like so one in a bajillion. Or, yeah. No, like it's mm-hmm. actually un- un- unfortunately way more common. Mm-hmm. But for the reason you guys say, we tend to put our our, you know, significant others on a certain kind of pedestal. Mm-hmm. So while you are willing to communicate certain things, this becomes a really, um, like, sore spot of tension. Mm-hmm. Because you do want to meet each other's needs. You do want to please each other. You do want to be the best. So, like, communicating when it's not, mm-hmm. like, is hard. I know, like, to hear mention something about, like, not being able to tell you he didn't like how you ride it or, like, oh, rode yeah. him or something, right? Yeah. Well, because who wants to say that? At the end of the day, like, he wants you to feel confident and beautiful, so yeah. why would he tell you? And then if you don't know what you like, and how to correct your partner mm-hmm. is not really like helpful feedback. Yeah. Right? Like you struggling with climaxing, like, yeah, it's good to communicate to him, but without a solution, solution it's yeah. very difficult for your partner to be like, then what do I do about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. So that's why I encourage people to come to therapy because w- you need to know what your difficulty mm-hmm. is and how to have a solution for it. So then you can also communicate that to your partner. Right. Yeah. Right. Communication is key. Yeah. Um, well, it's how we communicate. Right. Because we could talk, right? But <laughs> yeah. it's like how we talk and how we respond. Because mm-hmm. like you said, you were communicating. Right. <laughs> right? But I was you not doing it well. It. <laughs> <laughs> I was not doing it well. So yeah, so you're, you guys aren't alone. And that's when you come to, you know, sex therapists or people who specialize in sex and sexuality. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Kind of coaching you through, like, how do we have these conversations? And really, how do we come to the, the solutions for ourselves first? Mm-hmm. So when we do communicate to our partner, we have, like, tips or strategies to offer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, on the subject of communicating or starting that conversation do you have any tips on how to even start that talk because I mean it's different everything I looked up was or found when I was trying to to 
figure out a way, like offer some solution, not just come with problems. Like, what? If, let me help find a solution. So everything I found was it was the the woman that was withholding sex. So that wasn't very helpful. And then when I found um, information on it being the men that was um, was withholding, then it was just a woman sharing her story. There was no resolution. Right. So it's like, how do you even start this conversation when it looks like nobody knows how the fuck this is supposed to play out? <laughs> like nobody has like, try this, then try this. It was right. just a bunch of just... I just felt it like it feels I was like throwing... sex should be cliche. Everyone mm-hmm. assumed that we should know how to do it, and yes. we, it, it's it's right. a one trick pony. Everyone mm-hmm. automatically assumes when you get to as an adult, you feel like I know how to have sex. Yeah, it's just in and out, in and out, <laughs> and lick here and lick here, and it's hard to be like, all right, I'm not doing it right. Hey, I need help. Nobody, nobody wants, wants to. to <laughs> nobody wants to. Especially if nobody. it's somebody like like if I went to you and say, "Hey, um, I need help pleasing women." <laughs> like a man tell asking mm-hmm. a woman, mm-hmm. "Help me how to please woman." Of course, if if I was a guy, if 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 a guy was telling me, like I was overhearing the guy, like, "Yeah, yeah, t- talk more about that." <laughs> so, yeah, what do you say? You 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 lift her back up. Okay, yeah, you did what? <laughs> That's crazy. So now I'm learning from this from the experience right. more porn. Mm-hmm, That's how right. men or people learn how right. to figure things out versus yeah. like your partner. Right. Versus I want to do this to a woman and this please her even though she's an actress. <laughs> like, right. This working the porn, why isn't that working at home? <laughs> right. Right. So how would you um Yes, give us some tips on how to start that conversation because I've had uh, one person message me and say, like, this is why I left my husband after only six months together. She was like, because I didn't know how to to get past this. We, like, couldn't make it work. And she regrets it. Not trying. Yeah. Mm. And so she's like, it's been five years and I still regret. Like, we're friends now. She's like, but I regret leaving him. Mm. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, right. because just uh, just imagining, you know, that feeling because I'm just one of those people. I'm not I was not going to le- walk away from the situation without feeling like I did everything in right. my power. Right. Even though it was like running into a wall here first most of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just, you know, just that feeling. How can we restart the conversation? In a, in a nice way. Well, one, I will reframe what you guys were calling it, which is uncomfortable conversations. True, they're uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Because oh, it's the unknown and it's the respect for each other, the love for each other, but also like the insinuated possible rejection, mm-hmm. right? Like you're you telling your partner they're doing something that's not working for you or vice versa. Mm-hmm. So I reframe it. That's something that's very therapy talk, right? Like, <laughs> let's reframe that. But is courageous conversations. Mm. Can we do, right? can we do a, 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 an act out? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, what he is, this is after sex. <laughs> this is after sex. I want you to be the girl. Woo! Oh, I was tearing that up. I was, how you feel about that, baby? How you feel about that? <laughs> but huh? is that the best time to bring it up right after sex? Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> okay, okay, so, so we, we, we eating breakfast. We eating breakfast. I'm like, <laughs> last night was crazy, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'd be like, so Dion, yeah, yeah I love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stroke the good side of his beard. And well, it was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Keep talking. I don't actually climax from penile penetration. And so I need face. a little bit more, you know, clitoral 
stimulation to I, like I participate off, in the orgasm. Minutes. I did two or three minutes and I got to get back in there, right? Those were really good three minutes. Like, <laughs> woo! But if you added some clitoris stimulation during those three minutes, then I could climax with you. Okay. If that's what you want. If you want us to, like, you know, climax <laughs> together. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think what you're saying is mm -hmm. most people, like, wait, like, where do we start? Yes. And it's really a mental. What yes. happens is everybody ruminates. Yeah. We, like you guys said, you had that conversation of how it could go good, bad, ugly, mm -hmm. the up and the down about a bajillion times with yeah. yourself. And that's you get what, caught up in your own narrative <laughs> and you get to telling yourself, this is what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And then that becomes your truth. Right. And right. it just, it messes everything up. So one of the number one jobs of any therapist is to get you to stop ruminating, to stop that like cyclical thinking, overthinking without like actually taking action. Because mm. that ruminating is what steals your time, steals your peace, steals your ability to actually like function and causes anxiety so to stop the rumination we reframe to say courageous conversations what mm -hmm. does courage mean is doing things in spite of fear mm -hmm. we're terrified of the uncomfortable we're yeah. terrified of the unknown we're terrified of the perceived rejection so to just to tell yourself like yep i'm going to do this in spite of my fear mm -hmm. why because what's the best that could happen is me and my partner have a you know shared pleasurable pleasurable experience and so once you're able to like wrap your mind around like okay this is going to take courage like i am mm -hmm. afraid with good reason yes. um but the outcome could be really amazing mm -hmm. and so once yeah. you accept the courageous part of it then you can get into like strategies for communicating which is yes there is no good time to talk about uncomfortable things yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. all my clients are like i'm just waiting for the right time i'm like mm, bad news there is no right time. Yeah. Yes, there's like better environmental circumstances. Yeah, mm -hmm. if like you have kids and it's like when they're at the sitters, awesome. You know, or if it could be like not when you're rushing between jobs and you only have that five minutes. Yes, there's ideal circumstances, you know, to make your environment a more comfortable space, like to have the courageous conversation. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, if you just spit it out, you just spit it out. Yeah. Let me ask you something. What if something that turns the woman on makes me uncomfortable not that scenario of right. Clinton. what if she's like i need for you to choke me and i'm like i don't feel comfortable with that it's like i'm really into that or i need for you to spank me or he's like that like so that happens all the time yeah right because yes some people are like very aggressive and they're like i want to slap and spank you and you're like wait i have my own triggers please don't do that yeah. right <laughs> so there is a middle ground and a right. way to communicate a middle ground like is that the only way you climax can we explore other ways to make each other climax mm -hmm. because what usually happens is yes that's what you know up until now mm -hmm. right maybe they're really aggressive guy or reverse really aggressive girl because Lots of women love to be choked. Mm -hmm. I know asphyxiation heightens climax. I love it. You know, so a lot of people enjoy that. But for other people, you know, I've had male partners who are like, I don't want to choke you. I'm afraid. I'm heavy handed. I'm really strong. Like, you know, terrified. So it's like, what <laughs> other things we can do? Terrible so just to know the alternatives of how to pivot. Mm -hmm. Right. If you're saying you like one thing, but it's the one thing I'm not comfortable with. One, can we try it at least? You know, right. So I encourage the one partner like. We have a safe word. I'll tap out. Like, you know, like, yeah. I promise I'm not going to die. I promise, yeah. I promise, I promise. And him agreeing, like, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, one time. And seeing, like, if that works. If it doesn't work and the other person's, like, trepidatious or it's, like, really their no-go zone, right? Mm -hmm. Me is, listen, poop. Like, I'm not engaging mm -hmm. in any way with poop. That's my boundary. Right. No Girl, poop for me. Hard listen, stop. Right? right? <laughs> but if, like, my partner was like, no, I just really want to poop on you, I'd be yeah, like, yeah. mm. 
listen, that's I my heart stop. You. Yeah. No go. <laughs> Let's right? try it. You know, so I would reframe and be like, I would reframe and be like, is there anything else? You're right? in. Yeah. And if they're like, no, that's the only way. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, no, that's the only way. I'd be like, well, then we have a problem, oh, right? Because everybody's allowed to have their no-go zone, yeah. right? But to say, like, can we try other things? And that's when you really know if the relationship's over. Everybody wants to know that. Like, when do we know it's over? When you're not willing to try anymore. Yeah. I had a girl who only climaxed anal. Really? And I was disturbed. I I'm impressed. I, I like, no, no reason to be disturbed. There actually is a G spot in the anus. I understand. Yeah. And I sometimes like, it's easier to hit than the G spot um, vaginally. So yeah. look at his face. I was, I was like, come on, I don't. That's that's like a an everyday period. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you got to really I mean, prepare for I, that. I'm not saying like it's good, bad, or otherwise because everybody has their own preference. And obviously, mm-hmm. being a sex therapist, that's kind of why I'm able to do what I do is because I'm mm-hmm. open minded. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I know everything about sex. Absolutely not. Please don't think mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. But I'm open to have the conversations that most people aren't. Mm. Yeah. Right. Um, but also, yeah, anal's not like my preference. Right. So, you know, but coaching other people through like that being their thing. Like, okay, is there safe ways? You know, there are so many products mm-hmm. like anal ease products and stuff. So if like people are want to try it, I'm like, well, this is how you can make it more pleasurable or, you know, hurt less or whatever. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> Hurt less. Lots of coaching. <laughs> yeah, there's an anal numbing lube you can use, so you don't why feel it. Why are we doing much. this? Yes. What? I've I've done it, but why is it like <laughs> I've I've done it, but why is it? So, it's like, hey, to make it hurt less. <laughs> let's just start right there. Well, there's very girthy individuals. Yes. Right, and so <laughs> even for me, like the number. One <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and that's where I'm. Happy in here. Girth Day. <laughs> So that's a question I get all the time, too. Mm -hmm. And I think I just got it recently in my DM. Like, is there such thing as too small or too big? Like, right? Of course. Well, yes. But it depends on the woman or Mm -hmm. male or, you know. Depends on who's receiving it. Yes. So that's very subjective in regards to too small or too big. But everybody has, like, a limit. Um, But mostly people ask me that because men want to know, like, if they're too small or too big. Um, (laughs) Please don't ever send me a dick pic. You will be immediately blocked. I hate them. Um, So that's just my disclaimer. Please don't do me like that. Is this Um, too big? So but everybody has, like, also it has to do with chemistry, friction, Mm -hmm. you know, circumstance, stroke. So, like, I've had larger partners that are amazing and smaller partners that were amazing and vice versa, like, not so bueno. So um, that's another reason I end up coaching men. You know, larger men tend to have blood flow issues. So sustaining an erection can be a difficulty because it's literally so big. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So those are things that I coach people through, too. We tend so. to get lightheaded. Oh, wow. <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> Go sit in the car. You ain't talking about into that. You, know? you, know, you can't even sit on the couch. Go sit in your car. I will call you when I'm ready yeah, for you to yeah. come yeah, back so. in. Hey, friends. It's never too early to start gift shopping for the holidays, especially because today you can save big on a gift they'll use every day. Raycon wireless earbuds. From going to the gym first thing in the morning to on my walks throughout the day, I take these earbuds with me. I love these earbuds. They're comfortable. They don't slide out, even if I get a little sweaty. The audio quality is amazing, comparable to what you get from other premium brands, except Raycon starts at half the price. And with seamless Bluetooth pairing and a comfortable noise isolating fit, you can start listening right away. 
and keep listening for hours. The new everyday earbuds come with three new sound profiles to make sure everything you're listening to sounds its best with just the right amount of bass. They have pure mode, which is great for listening to podcasts, like more to the story. They have balance mode, which is also good for podcasts, but is optimal for rock music or metal. And they have bass mode, which is great for EDM and hip hop. And there's also a built-in mic, so you can take phone calls with just the press of a button on your earbuds. So this holiday season, Get them something they can use for calls or music, for work or play, at home or on the go. Go to buyraycon.com slash story today to unlock exclusive deals up to 20% off your Raycon order. But hurry, this offer is available for a limited time only and you don't want to miss it. That's buyraycon.com slash story to unlock up to 20% off your Raycons. Don't forget, buyraycon.com slash story. Enjoy. Um, okay, so now we've started the conversation. Um, we've identified the issue. We've started the conversation. So now it's like, what's something that we can do to jumpstart that intimacy, like to light that fire? What's some, I don't know, some ideas, some yeah. something? So one is decide to go slower than faster. Everybody's like, mm. I want to rewrite the fire. And so everybody jumps to like things they've read in magazines, like we're going to role play and we're going to do this, which is great. Mm. No one's saying don't role play, please. If that's your thing, test it out. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> or cosplay or role play or whatever. Mm -hmm. But typically what happens is, Almost always, there when you've gone a long periods of time without sex, you're also missing intimacy, mm -hmm. right? So, almost always, we're gonna coach you to like go slower than faster. So start with dating each other again. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Always, like almost always, as a sex therapist with long term relationships, we're gonna in, like encourage you to date. Mm -hmm. Like just being comfortable again in that space with each mm -hmm. other, having conversation, mm -hmm. and starting almost always with the understanding there's no sex. Like, yeah. we're going on a date with no expectation of mm -hmm. sex at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, like, let's just go out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we start working on, you know, non-sexual penetration, intimate touch. Um, there's a few different, like, actual therapeutic processes. That's, like, the 10 steps to engage in intimate touch again. Oh. And so that includes, like, kissing, caressing each other's necks, you know, holding hands, that kind of stuff, working up to eventually penetration. Mm -hmm. But the idea is you want to start, like, exploring each other's bodies again, knowing that penetration isn't the only way to stimulate each other. Right, right. Okay, wow. mm -hmm. all right. And then eventually we work up to penetration because mm -hmm. yeah. there's going to be a point where when you do this process, like, your body can't take it anymore. You're, like, excited, yeah. it's pent up, and you're like, ha-ha, we're going to do it. <laughs> right, okay, right. We're going to do right. this. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure I brought it up on um, one, one of the episodes, but... Uh, we decided, like, I was reading something, like, I was kind of always, like, sending him an article I read or <laughs> reading something and, like, okay, so I saw this, and can we try it? And I'm pretty sure I brought it up that we tried the, like, okay, every day for a week, we will have sex every day. We didn't even make it past, like, three days. Wow. 
Like, That's a lot if you're going from none at all. <laughs> exactly, but I was like, like, maybe just something. Like, it'll jumpstart like, something. It feels like a chore now. Yes, it 100% did. And I was like, and, and both of us were like, mm -hmm. let's let's just let's just not do this yeah. anymore. <laughs> then I was like, right. back on Google. What's right. <laughs> looking so for that's something not else? terrible if like each day there was like a mini goal in there. Like, mm -hmm. you know, day one, our focus is like, how are we stimulating, you know, fair and split? Because we realized like, oh, I need a different kind of stimulation. Mm -hmm. If you know, day two was like, can we shorten the time? Because to hear was like, oh, this was feeling like a chore. chore yeah. Right. So um, if in there you had the mini goals to address what the underlying actual difficulties were. See, and we right? never did. My yeah. that's another spot. Like uh, y'all, we should have did therapy, um, because <laughs> um, uh, one of the things I was trying to do is like make it not not the main focus, not such a big deal. Like, look, I'm just enjoying having sex with you. We are. We do not need to focus on my orgasm because the more pressure we put on me to do that, then mm -hmm. the less likely it is it's going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's not even think about it. So I'm like, just put that back burner. If it happens, great. If it doesn't, fine. Like, it's whatever. Let's just be with each other. And we couldn't ever get over that hump. Right. Like, Next year, so. can, can you orgasm on your own? Sometimes, sometimes I can't. So, so is it a problem if the man is like, you do it, and I'm watching, I'm a part of it? That depends on what the partner wants, doesn't it? I mean, I'm just saying as in like, like, because like, like, let me learn from this. Mm -hmm. Versus like, I'm, I'm just feeling around like, oh, what was this? You know, okay. Trying to figure this out. Initially, when you said it, I thought you were saying, like, I don't want to actually participate, but I'll watch. But if you're like, I'll watch you to learn, not that's like, great. Not like eating popcorn. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about, like, being like, okay, yeah, you, yeah. You know, touching stuff, feeling stuff. Like, yeah, what, what can I do to participate? How yeah, can I, right. you know? I mean, Tahir and I have actually done that, like, I've been, I mean, because neither one of us are great handy people. We don't get handy down there with each other. I'm not trying to jack him off he's not trying to fap me like we're not doing it Bet. but <laughs> so there's no fingering there's no, no like, hand, like yeah, we just, stimulation we just don't but we'll because he knows like my don't. nipples are a sensitive point for me then i'm like hey put your focus up here while my hand's down here and you're still a part of this process right. for right. me so no i don't see anything wrong with that from mm -hmm. my point right. of view but i'm not a professional and that's why we got one in the room i'm a student no, well, so <laughs> If a professional ever, ever tries to tell you other than what you said works for you, like you first and foremost, you're all the ex experts of yourself. Yes. Period. Right. So if that's what works for you, that's what works for you. Mm -hmm. If anybody told you otherwise, I'd be like, who are they? That's so <laughs> I would be what? Huh? I'd be so confused. So you're the expert on you. But usually what happens is like I heard in your episode, like what was difficult for both of you is you didn't really know what was happening individually. So it was really hard to communicate mm -hmm. collectively. Right. Like it took you a while to figure out like, oh, I don't climax even by myself or with other partners. It's not just you. Mm -hmm. But for him also then like processing like, oh, my God, my wife's not climaxing like mm -hmm. the a whole goal because, you know, men psychologically are very like goal oriented. oriented. So yeah. to him, like the task is like make her come, make her come, make <laughs> yes. her come. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So to just know that before you go in like 50 50, like, ooh, like <laughs> that's hard psychologically, yeah. which I know he reported then was like what kind of led to the erectile dysfunctions kind of for him, mm -hmm. um, which is not uncommon. Depending on what research you look at, um, 50 to 80% of erectile dysfunction is psychological. Um, yeah. So that means, you know, anywhere to 20, 50% may or may not be like a medical condition or medically related. Um, so for, you know, men and women, 
getting to the root is really important. Mm -hmm. Um, And like those unresolved issues, whether it's like, you know, sexual trauma or, you know, past relationship issues or, you know, like I said, life transitions are a huge trigger. Mm -hmm. Job loss for men and women, specifically men, because it's like very ego based. It's a huge trigger for loss of libido and like interest or ability to perform. So, yeah, Yeah. getting to that root is really important. But that's usually where people skip. We just see like the end problem is like no sex. And you're like, how do we get that back? (laughs) We like back up. Like you said, when it first started, what was happening? Yeah. And I didn't even consider any of that really playing a role in it until mm-hmm. I um, got a, a male therapist and he brought up like all these things from a man's um, point of view and I was like you know what I've been like a lot of my narrative has been very selfish on this subject and uh, now I feel like shit thanks sir but (laughs) but it did like awaken you know like he especially at the height of it we had just moved like Mm -hmm. he went from being a single man taking care of just himself to having me and a kid Mm -hmm. like it was just a lot happening he hated all 57 other different jobs he had. Like, it was just a fucking lot yeah. going on mm-hmm. that, you know, later I was like, oh, like, this is... It's going through a lot. Yeah, which, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. also um, funny to me because I'm like, yo, when I'm stressed, I'm one of those people that they, they even get on my nerves in, like, action mm-hmm. movies and stuff. Like, it's stressful. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Fuck real quick. Like I, wow. that's gonna help me. Like focus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of those people. When he's one of those people that's like, okay, everything else, block it out. Shut I down. need to figure out a plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's you know that's kind of an, another spot where we were bumping heads in order to deal with the stress of the move and just mm-hmm. all the things um, that came along with it. I'm like, I need sex as a stress reliever for you know too, but right. not knowing how to communicate that. Right. The so, amount of okay. the amount of insecurity and stress men go through when mm-hmm. it comes to especially when you're like a an entertainer mm-hmm. and it's like I want to be a comedian, I want to be an actor and it's like but I I'm not making money here, so let me work at this mm. PA job or this mm-hmm. or this, you know, uh, you know, whatever. You know, yeah, Carmax, he was right? yeah, all he these was jobs. At and, and now you look at you look at your wife yeah. like, Are you are you proud of me? Right. <laughs> and it's mm. like I can't even ask you that because there's a there's a chance that you can say no, no. Mm-hmm. and it's like you should be over here, and it's like I'm I, like I'm I'm not in the best. This is now I'm talking about myself. I'm not in the best of shape. <laughs> I, yeah. I, you know, I mean the right. the reasons just me asking him because uh, uh, initially I was thinking like he knows what's going on. He's just not sharing it with me. So it's like what's going on? What's going and just he was just like spitballing reasons and it was just all of it collectively but every time we have the conversation it was a different reason and i'm like you like you you just pulling shit out your ass at this point like every time we talk about it it's something different you know it went from weight to stress like it was just something always something but for me the epicenter was me not climaxing and Mm -hmm. it's like i should have lied to you is how i felt yeah (laughs) 
right? Which yeah. you, you know, you shouldn't have. No, like, no, no lying's not good. But we, we went through it for a reason. We could have delayed until there was like some kind of resolution, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which or working, but presenting has. it in a way that's like, <laughs> let's figure it out together. Which you guys have, you mm-hmm. know. Yes. Which yes, you probably do have a tilted cervix. Which means yes, elevate the pelvis, yes. please. Everybody I definitely do pillows. have a tilted cervix. Yes. Is that what? Um, is that why I need to be elevated? Yes, very common too. Like okay. it, the statistics are all over the place, but very common. Lots of women have tilted um, cervixes. Very common. Um, so yeah, you're not alone. And ladies, <laughs> look into that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it could be its own episode. Right. Um, so very common. Very common. Um. Uh. Yeah. Very common. So you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, I think men need to hear the fact that like for men. Um, ejaculation is climaxing, whereas women can orgasm without coming. Um, and so that becomes very confusing for men. Like, I can climax without coming, um, and that's where, like, it, it can be misleading, mm. right? Like, so having that conversation, like, women don't always actually secrete and, and fully come, even though they might have climaxed. Yep. I have two questions for you. <laughs> So no, because they're both about coming. <laughs> Men coming, women coming. So um, I heard that it's better for a man not to ejaculate for its body. So it's like he's um, a, a doctor said it's it's best for men to just have sex, and then his semen will go back into his body to kind of like reheal himself or something like that. You heard about this at all? I have heard, started hearing this conversation. I have not seen the research on it. Right. Um, and so, and because I'm not a medical doctor yeah. and I specialize in the mental part, I would always refer to a doctor. Yeah. Um, I'm like, ooh, that's you know, the I know the touchdown. science of like imprinting and like essentially a woman like body absorbs and retains the DNA of every man who's ever come inside her. So that's a little like traumatizing. Wait, what? Run that back? Yeah, so any man who's actually ejaculated inside of you, oh. the woman, like, essentially absorbs that semen. Oh, boy. Oh. Yeah, and a lot of people don't realize semen actually can live inside, like, the vaginal canal for up to 72 hours. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, women who even do the rhythm method who are like, well, I wasn't ovulating today, but you might be in five days when that semen's still in there. Mm. So, <laughs> in the waiting room. you know, some people would be like, no, there's no way I could be pregnant. I'm like, Ugh, except, you know, sperm be in there, you know, so <laughs> sperm be in it there. was in there. So um, I, I really encourage multiple methods if you're not trying to get pregnant. I always tell people if you are like if you're not actively I'm preventing, <laughs> you're trying. You yeah. know, so if you're not like actively engaged in a prevention method, like you're trying, mm-hmm. like it's a possibility. Yeah. Second question: mm-hmm. um, Is squirting real? <laughs> As in, out. <laughs> so this sound, I, I, I might sound very, I might sound very, <laughs> because I happened to me, not me, but a woman. But I was like, maybe she peed on me, <laughs> or. Well, you're not gonna like the answer. <laughs> I have two separate, complete podcast episodes about squirting. Okay. um, Because there is so much controversy about squirting. And so the research, um, two very large studies done in Europe have concluded squirting is its own thing. It is not coming. Squirting is a real thing. Um, People were like, no, it's not urine. Yes, it is urine. Here's the deal. It's not fully urine. (laughs) Yes, it does have urine in it. Even if you pee before sex, there's something that's stimulated in your urethra during sex that actually makes your bladder refill. Mm. I mean, that's why they encourage you to pee after sex. It's like your body, the, the female's 
um, natural way of like cleansing the body out after sex. So oh. even if you pee right before sex, during sex, your body, your your, your bladder is actually going to refill with urine just for that reason to pee after sex. Wow. Oh, wow. So when you squirt, there is a amount of urine in it. So it's coming out the pee hole. <laughs> There's no okay. other hole there, friend. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's a vagina. So in my head, it's never happened to me. I don't, when you watch porn or whatever, I never, I'm not like looking like, what hole is it coming out of? So, <laughs> right. so when it comes out, I thought it was like, this is, this is like 20 years ago. When this girl came, I was like, did she just pee on me? Then I'm like, no, no, I squirted. I was like, and my head was like. Right, and no matter where it comes from, because like the volume, I was, I was like, whoa, right? Um, no matter where it comes from, yes, part of that is urine. Yeah. Now, what amount depends on the woman and how her body, you know, is, like, yeah. But, but there's also there an amount of urine in, there's, in the there, There's also fake squirting, right? I've seen in a lot of porn, they insert some sort of, right? No, no. Yeah, so uh, there's a production you wait. can, yeah. So as long as the woman has really Tons. strong Kegel muscles, right. she can, like, fake a squirt. Yeah. Yes. Put Tons. something in there and they just They put it in the water in her vagina. Yeah. And they pushed it out. So I've seen that. So, so yeah, that's, that's why I had the misconception. Right. Because because right. lubrication right. of the vagina, of, yeah, vagina. So so I always I always thought the lubrication of the vagina it got super wet and it just came out like that. So oh. so I was like, yo, she got that wet. I did not know it was out the pee hole. So wait, question though. Let's back up a second because you said there is urine in it, but it's coming from the same place that urine comes from, and it sounds like your body like it's. It sounds like urine, friend. <laughs> so it's not all urine, right? It's still like it's still actually coming from the vagina as a secretion, but because that's like your urethra and your vaginal area are similar spaces, yeah, there's a, an amount of urine in in. So it's like semen sperm combo, right? Well, I've always well, it's it's essentially been... like vaginal secretion and urine. See, I've I read somewhere I can, years ago because I was trying to figure out the whole squirting thing myself, and someone said that they did an X-ray of a woman before she squirted, or did like some kind of scan and saw that her bladder was full, then it was empty, and so they were like, "It is henceforth urine." Like the no more controversy, no more discussion about it. It is urine, and I was like, "Oh, well." That well, just sucked yeah. out, so the fun studies, out of it for me. The studies <laughs> in Europe were similar of like, you know, x-raying and doing scans of the bladder and mm -hmm. even like, you know, when it's empty. And that's how they discovered like that this is even happening, mm -hmm. that like you can empty your bladder, it appear empty, and then during the sexual arousal process, it refills. Side note, I also then became very interested in how the study was conducted because I'm like, so wait, you're peeing, then they're scanning, and then you're like basically masturbating, and now they're scanning again, <laughs> right? and then it's like squirt, and then like scan. So, anyways, I became very interested in this study. <laughs> like Europe's a lot more progressive when it comes right? to sex, by the way. So, um, I was very interested in these studies. But yeah, a portion of it, and it really depends on the woman. Yes, like a lot of men, you know, are very like excited about it because they just think like, wow, I just like made her do this yeah. to her body. Um, but yeah, if pee freaks you out, just know, yeah, there's a portion of urine in there. So, so. all women can? Can you activate it? Is so, it like a, a cheat code? Supposedly, like, yes. Up, down, left, right? Oh, he's like... The answer is like yes, it's a Power Ranger situation. <laughs> <laughs> 
It has to do with like vaginal wetness. So if you're a woman who, you know, tends to run dry, you'd have to like, you know, take supplements or change your diet to, you know, support a more like wet, moist vagina. Um, For in the addition people in the to, audience, could you tell, the, uh, <laughs> tell them what they need to eat to, to get more? In addition to um, also Kegel exercises. Um, and this is where like people get confused is yes, you can have really strong Kegels, but for that specific function, it has to be really focused. And that's why like your body doesn't necessarily differentiate between the Kegel and like the same, you're using your Kegel muscles when you pee, mm. mm -hmm. right? And so like, that's why during birth, like when you're pushing that hard and that focus, most women like do actually like pee urinate or that defecate on their baby because yeah. like you're just pushing so hard like it's just like mm -hmm. get it out of there right so same thing with squirting is like your body's just like well we're pushing mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. boom and so yeah multiple body functions are happening so I think a lot of women time. could squirt but they're holding it they're holding it in thinking they're gonna pee so I'm, okay he's I'm, a very fascinating I'm, I am fascinated. definitely <laughs> welcome to Ask your partners about this. I personally right? like take like, no personal pride in like squirting. I'm like if it happens, it happens. No um, just, I'm not taking classes on squirting because I personally do not like urine or poop in my <laughs> like sexual experiences. So I've like you know not dived into the, <laughs> the entire squirting yeah. world. Yeah. But there I, are people who teach it. Yeah. Um. You Ugh. know, vaginal doctors. You know how to like strengthen your pelvic floor. Those people teach it. So if you want to learn how to squirt. There is definitely someone there to teach you. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. just not me. I've done it by accident <laughs> once, and then I was, like, fascinated by it. And then I, like, <laughs> looked it up, and I was like, oh, no. Like, you peed on yourself a little bit, bitch. Calm down. <laughs> and so <laughs> I just didn't care anymore. Right. Essentially, was, you came so hard, you peed a little. So yeah. there you go. So, but um, anyway, back to your question about men withholding. Yes, you heard about it, right? No, I, but I Googled it. Um, so... They, there's no like serious um, like science behind it. Nobody actually knows. So they use the word purported. So the purported physical benefits is increased stamina mm -hmm. um, in the gym, in the bedroom, muscle growth, improved yeah. sperm quality, thicker hair. Oh, <laughs> you was coming too much, huh? <laughs> 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 you need to teach that in um, middle school. We Potential for multiple orgasms. Oh wait, and there's a word for the. Oh my goodness, and I actually teach this. Why can't I think of the word What's the right word now? Purported. Um, yeah, that's just them saying like, "Hey, this is what people are saying possibly." Oh. But so the actual technique also is edging. Yeah. Yeah. So there's guys that, and I've coached a few men on this because they came to me and they're like, "This is what they wanted." They whatever they watched a porn and they were like fascinated and they were like, "I want to skeet across the room," and I'm like. Okie dokie. Um, <laughs> so just to be clear, sex therapy is not sex, okay? Um, there's a difference between sex work and sex therapy. So at no point do I actually touch physically any of my clients or would I ever be naked with any of my clients. So I need to clear that up for all sex therapists <laughs> um, before, like, we start getting really weird messages. Um, so, no, um, sex therapy is not sex with your therapist, but it's coaching and giving you techniques, Okay. Um, so in this case, as you know, gentlemen have come to me and said, you know, I want to, you know, shoot or I want to like shoot across the room or like hit her from wherever you want to stand across the hotel room and hit her in her face. I don't know. <laughs> um, so these are the examples like, OK, porn gives us really awesome ideas. Um, so it's called edging, which is the practice of withholding your cum. Mm -hmm. Right. But the idea is practicing withholding it once you've come to arousal. 
So um, the benefits there is similar to Kegel exercises, is learning how to withhold and control your ejaculation, also creating the buildup. So for men who want to shoot really far, the longer you wait in between helps the buildup. And then also bringing yourself to climax and then holding. You have to start with really short periods of time if you've never done this before, right? So it's like, you know, peeing midstream and then stopping the pee, right? The women, mm-hmm. because we have strong Kegel muscles, are actually really used to this. This is, like, not brand new news to us, but most men don't practice that, like, nope. stopping their pee midstream. Like, once it's flowing, it's flowing. Well, if you want to shoot Fire. far, you're going to have to start practicing that exercise. <laughs> And it's very much related also to Kegel muscles. Yes, men have Kegel muscles. So if you've ever been like, you know, in the mirror and you're like making him rise up and down, that's how he's doing that. Um, you know, I know. Yeah. I know a lot. Okay, yeah. guys. Um, that's funny. So, um, so it's called edging and you start with shorter periods of time. So one is longer, you know, terms of abstinence starting with like three, four or five days. Then when you do masturbate and bring yourself to arousal, stopping. So coming to the point of coming and making yourself stop. Again, when you first start this, you're only going to stop for like 20, 30 seconds at best. <laughs> you know, if you're yeah. a beginner, holding it for five seconds without exploding is yeah. going to be hard. Right. But the longer you do that, the more buildup there is. And that's what causes the buildup for you to be able to, shoot. you know, shoot far. But also, men also have different levels of cum, right? Some people just don't have a lot. Some people have heavy, I call it light and heavy loads. There's really no other way to explain that. <laughs> so um, some guys say like, oh, but I have a light load. Like, how do I increase that? Number one, I am all about natural supplementation. So um, it's maca powder, Brazilian oh. root. Um, they're for natural enhancement and stamina. So blend it into your smoothie or however you want to take it. Smoothie is the best way to me, like powder base. Um, you said so, maca powder and what else root? Oh, no. it's a uh, Maca it's powder is comes from the Brazilian root. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So maca root okay. creates maca powder. Yeah, and so it works for women, too. Mm-hmm. Um, don't oh. worry. It, I only recommend things that I've tried myself and that I would give to my own friends and family. So my mom blends this into my stepdad's stuff all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure he doesn't even know. Um, but she asked me once, and I gave her that, and, you know, it's in the cupboards. <laughs> okay. Yeah, One so more there's um, that. question bouncing back to the sexist part, because I saw this come up a lot when um, I was trying to uh, <laughs> self-therapize me <laughs> and to hear, I made a word, therapize. <laughs> um, <laughs> so would you, would you ever suggest to a, a couple um, an open marriage? Yes. Okay. And that's actually another reason but people come to me. is it for that reason, the sex thing, or is it other reasons that you suggested? Yes and no. So okay. one of the reasons that I might ask a couple if they were open to it is to rule out if it's psychosomatic or medical. So mm-hmm. I always recommend um, clients go to get their medical exam first to rule that out. Baseline, like for, if for you, those who don't know, what is psychosomatic? Psychosomatic or psychological is a mental okay. based, right? So it is very possible. There's many medical conditions like <laughs> diabetes, heart disease, um, <laughs> you know, heart high blood pressure. There's a lot of medical conditions that can cause low libido and erectile dysfunction, mm-hmm. and so and medications. So to start with your doctor, like, hey, this coming to my medications because that caused me, you know, difficulties. And if they're like, yes, then asking like. What can I get to help with that? Hello. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, and a lot of mental health uh, medications cause erectile dysfunction, which is why a lot of people don't take their meds, um, you know, especially like bipolar disorder um, and, you know, 
a lot of other mental health disorders, the medications actually the number one side effect is libido. Mm. Um, and lot, you know, so if you, if you know, like I'm not gonna want to have sex, like it's not a big motivator to take your medication, right? Right. So working through that with your doctor is really important. But if you've ruled that out and you're like, okay, it's not my medication, it's not a medical condition. Hmm. One of the things only if the couple's comfortable with the idea is trying to have sex with somebody else. If you're able to get aroused and sustain an erection with another partner, now we know, like, uh, like <laughs> it's something else. What's yeah. here if it's not <laughs> that, right? So, but again, that's not for everybody. I wouldn't recommend that for every couple. Mm -hmm. There's like, you know, a level of rapport that I build with clients before I would even interject that as an option, okay. right? So, but if a couple's like, you know, mentioned like, oh, we've considered like a threesome or like these are the things we've considered, oh, well, then maybe you should try this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Cool beans. So I feel like, I hope I answered some of y'all's questions. I looked up some some more common questions, questions, and included through in a lot of ones that I had. In there. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a question. Uh, is, is it intimidating to uh, be in a relationship with you? I would think you would have to ask the people I've dated. Well, I, I mean, I mean, what, is, what have they said? As in, like, like, hey, you you critiquing me too much. You know too much, or you ask too many questions. You 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 at the breakfast table. You keep asking me the uh... <laughs> asking too many questions. That's uh -uh. really funny. Because uh, <laughs> it's like you know, imagine like dating say, like a you know a therapist. Uh, everybody but my ex husband would probably say no. Mm -hmm. Right. I can't speak for the one person where like things really just went awry. Um, one thing that didn't go awry was sex though. Like me and my ex-husband actually had sex up till two days before we separated. Um, so sex was never the issue. Um, I will, you know, say sex really has been the issue in any of my relationships because I have high libido as a woman. And so usually I'm just really honest with my partner is like, Hey, you think you know what high sex drive is until you've met someone with high sex drive. Right. Here's the issue. Our society has taught men and women that women have lower sex drives and that men are raving lunatics. So men actually don't know what's out there as a competition. Yeah. Wow. Most men think they have a high sex drive until they meet someone like me. Yeah. Where I'm like, I'm insatiable. Yeah. Give it to me always every day. <laughs> right? And then that's word. when they have to learn for the first time in their life, like, hey, I need a break. Yeah. <laughs> right, and they have yeah, to I communicate remember. and advocate I'm for themselves. Here, kept telling me like, um, like sex once a week. That's about average. From I don't give fuck about what's yeah. average. I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you I talk about saying, sex more than tear. Oh yeah, I absolutely do. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to talk about. I absolutely do. It's so diverse and you know varied, <laughs> which is why it's lovely to practice as a part of therapy. Yes, yes. But um, the thing is, the problem is the difference between men and women is y'all don't have y'all have an endless bottomless pit. Like y'all don't like when y'all bust, y'all can't be like, okay, stop. So when men bust, it's like. I want to keep going, but I can't. <laughs> it was like I would love to continue this. Um, I, I, I went too far on the edge, and that's no. that's where a lot of y'all have problems. Maybe that's an see, episode see, in itself. See, the thing we, is, we gonna wrap this one up, but right. that's where a lot of men have problems because sex don't have to stop just because your dick needs to, to hit pause. You have. Other, you have hands, you have yes, a mouth. Like, we can keep this party going until right. your dick ready to join the party again. But you said, don't stop, if, keep going, keep going. I'm like, I can't. All right. Then, yeah, I, I got to move things around, but it's like, dude, you you can yeah. encourage me too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was trying to edge. I've encouraged. <laughs> <laughs> you was holding my butt. You was holding my cheeks. I was trying to pull out. <laughs> Did you come? Yes, all of it. All of it. <laughs> Squeeze it out like Gogurt. <laughs> 
all of it in there. And um, so thanks for joining us for another episode. 72 hours in there, baby. 72 hours. You got my DNA inside you now, girl. Hope you ain't not Absorb that. Hope you um, Yes, thanks for joining us. <laughs> For another episode of Boards of the Story. Oh, tying it all together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bring it in full circle. Mm. Thanks, friend. Um so <laughs> <You're> ugly. <laughs> Tiff, repeat for the people where they can find you. Yes. Everywhere on social media at Tiff Talk TV, T I F F T A L K T V, or you can check me out at GeminiWellness.org. You Yay. have an amazing voice. She does, right? I, I need to ch- ch- tap into your podcast. It's very <laughs> soothing. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Me? Yes. Uh, Dion Lack, D-I-O-N-L-A-C-K on all platforms. On YouTube, please, Lactose E-N-T. Lactose. Perfect. Yes. I'm okay. sorry, Lactose is L-A-C-K-T-O-A-S-T. People keep always spelling it the correct way. Lack is my last name. <laughs> Toast like the bread. Oh, E-N-T. I'm like that. What other way is there to spell it? Because yeah. I know you know it. So, yeah, people spell it correctly. I can't find your name. So, yeah, bad marketing. Because that's not my name. Um. Okay. Great. All right, you guys. Bye. Toodaloo.